0: This program is brought to you by The Living Church Boise. This is Restart Hope with Pastor Joel Sicker on FM 94.1 The Voice. Church, I love you. And when we come back together, I, I would hate for us just to become another religion, another movement. Jesus didn't die on that cross for us to create churchianity, man no no he died on the cross for us to have a beautiful mm, intimate relationship with him but his nail pierced hand is daily reaching out and lifting you up and guiding you and guarding you and walking with you and reminding you I didn't create you for failure rise up stand up the harvest is plenty the laborers are few what the heck are you doing with your calling what are you doing with this life that God's given you what are you doing with, with the opportunities that God's put before you wake up keep your vow it's still not too late verse 6 in Ecclesiastes chapter 5 my shoulder hurts from preaching let not your mouth lead you into sin and do not say before the messenger that it was a mistake why should God be angry at your voice and destroy the work of your hands word messenger over there is, is malak the, 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 the a king and a lot of translations on that On who's that messenger who's that king that comes and says you know hey you haven't kept your vows don't tell the messenger well you know what I was drunk in the spirit, of course. It was a mistake. Oh, dude, I was young. Oh, man, my life was different then. I didn't have children then, so of course... I wasn't married then. I made a commitment. I don't know who this, this malak, this king would be to come and say, Hey, you didn't keep your promise. A lot of suggestions have been made. Uh, this could be a term used as a, as a term of reverence for God. God himself could probably come and be like dude you didn't keep your vows maybe when you stand before him says you made a promise man you backed out but then you wanted me to keep all my promises to you and you back out some people commentators suggest that this could be an angel probably the, possibly the angel of death of saying hey listen you made a promise you didn't keep it remember Ananias and Sapphira they sold the field and they lied not to Peter but to the Holy Spirit and Peter says listen man when you sold the field the money was yours you could have kept it but why did you lie to the Holy Spirit and said that you were giving all the money when you kept some for yourself? You could have kept the whole thing, but you lied. You made a vow, you didn't keep it. Some of us made a vow to God saying, God, if you, if you heal me, I will do this and, and I will give all this money. If I sell this house, I'll give this money away to the church. I will, you know, Living Church will have a brand new building and whatnot. I don't know. Maybe that's you. You know, keep your vows. Some people suggest that this could be a prophet like David. Nathan comes to David and says, Dude, you're that murderer, man. You don't keep the promise when you said, I will follow you. And David, you're a man after God's own heart, but you ran after some of the woman's heart. And it you caused, caused you to sin. could be a prophet. Some people think it could be a, a pastor, like what I'm doing right now. And maybe God, the Holy Spirit, is just touching you exactly where you need to be convicted of saying, you didn't keep your vow." NIV says that when the messenger from the temple comes, because... They believed that there was a messenger in the temple that you would go make a vow too and say, this is what I'm going to do. And when you don't keep it, he comes knocking on your door and be like, you were fake, weren't you? Ha ha! you didn't keep your vow. You backed off. You know, this has been very healing for me while it's been convicting. Because there are times when people come forward for an altar call or get baptized. And then they're gone two weeks later. And just this morning, I was getting ready. I was praying for some of those people that I was remembering. And God brought a lot of healing in my life listen to me very carefully if you're one of those wayward ones it's not my responsibility for you to grow as a disciple I'm not here to spoon feed you in your walk with God that's your job to listen to God it's your job to make your vow and it's your job to keep it don't you dare think you can stand in front of God and say my pastor didn't call me my pastor didn't text me my pastor didn't have a good discipleship group it's your job to follow him not my job to hold your hand and to drag you along if you made a vow, it's your job to keep it. If you're failing in your marriage, it's your fault. You need to ask God for help. And I'm sorry for being very harsh, but some people can become so entitled that you're, you've been blaming pastors, you've been blaming churches, and you're causing pastors to grow weary in their work. Stop it. It's your responsibility to walk with God. If you're failing in your sin, it's your responsibility, not your pastor's responsibility. Don't make a vow and back off. I like our Proverbs chapter 20, verse 25 it says it's a snare to say rashly it is holy and to reflect only after making vows church I love you as a father that will talk harshly with the children I want to talk to you I care for the calling of God on your life more than I care for your love and acceptance of me man I'm a human being I want to be loved I'm a human being and I want I, I want you to, to think that I'm a great pastor of course but I want Jesus to look at me and love me more than you looking at me and saying, man, what a great guy. I don't want Jesus to look at me and say, what a fool. If this was my last message, I would gladly preach this and say, this is my last message. And one day that will be trouble. I will preach my last. You walked on the aisle at an altar call. How many of a years back it was? You stood in the water and you said, I'm dead to the old man of sin I'm being made alive in Christ you raised your hand when the preacher said anybody that wants a surrender their life to Jesus you did that this last month it's quite possible that you're not living as a disciple and a follower of Jesus it's quite possible that your temptations have grown more pleasurable and the cross has grown bitter you made a vow You got to keep it. And you got to keep it not by whipping and beating yourself, you got to keep it by renouncing religion and embracing the relationship. You got to keep it not by your works now, you got to keep it by falling beautifully in the arms of Jesus and say, you love me. Even when I was your four, still your love came and searched and found me. You have a relentless love and you pursue me or like C.S. Lewis says, the hound of heaven that hunts me down even before I took a breath you breathed your life into me I know that sounds very Calvinist but it's okay it's true even before you were formed in your mother's womb Jesus has set you apart He predestined you if you made a vow keep it and I want to talk to you if you're an unbeliever you've never given your life to Jesus I want you to know this is a very weighty decision you're making it will change everything in your life it did for me It will change the way you entertain yourself it will change what you do with your time listen man God is not interested in you looking like a Christian he's interested in you following Him, him in such a way that you begin to smell like him you walk like him you talk like him you love like him that's the Christianity that Jesus came to bring and if you're an unbeliever here I want you to do something I know we're not in church I want you to comment right now and say right here or I receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior or Jesus I give you my life one of those things I want you to comment right now make it public make the vibe that you're making today of saying Jesus I, am, I have decided to follow you no turning back I have decided to follow you No. I'm not going to blame my dad I'm not going to blame my mom I'm not going to blame pastors who offended me or hurt me I'm not going to blame me get past who I am and look to Jesus I want you to make that commitment now Number two, if you're a believer that's grown lukewarm. If you're a believer, like it says in the book of Revelation, you're warm and God is getting ready to spit you out of his mouth, repent, repent. If you're just excited about coming back to church to play churchianity, repent. Listen, I'll tell you this, I'm a young guy. I want to be a successful guy. I really have the heart of an entrepreneur. And this was my conviction. I'll be the first one to respond and say, I have to repent from that. I have to repent from the way I was leading the church. I had to repent from the way I was looking at leadership. I want to repent from the way I was looking at how God wanted the church to be. I want to repent from that. I want to be the first one to repent and say, God, forgive me. I want to go back to hearing your word. Thank you for your word that says, listen, you fool, open your eyes before you walk. (laughs) You fool, open your ears before you speak. You fool, open your heart before you open your wallet. Open your heart before you come to sell me. Open your heart. I care about your heart, not what you give me with your hands. I care about, are you willing to pick up your cross and follow me daily? If you need to recommit your life to Jesus this morning, would you please make this the most memorable thing? Let this be the best thing that happened in this time of quarantine and isolation. Where you decided to come clean and say I'm ready to pick up my cross Jesus take the whole world but give me Jesus I'm ready to pick up my cross I'm ready to pick up my cross I've been praying that God will enable me to be the shepherd that he's calling me to be to encourage you to pick up your cross daily and walk with him I really hope that God is bringing conviction right now wherever you are I've been praying that the Holy Spirit will will, will penetrate through even hardened hearts hurting hearts I got one more verse I'll bring this to a close <clears throat> for when dreams increase Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 7 for when dreams increase and words grow many there's vanity I'm going to pause there there's a little, little left is your walk with Jesus vanity is it meaningless is it bearing fruit is it just vapor does it only show up on a Sunday morning you have a great opportunity, you're in your home right now. You're not in front of a you know, couple hundred people. Wherever you are right now, just raise your hand, be like, forgive me, Jesus. My walk with you has just been words, no walk. My, my walk with you has just been empty emotions, no fruit. My walk with you has been just all about knowing theology, but not really knowing freedom. God, my walk with you has been knowing the word, but I've never heard your voice. Forgive me, God. Forgive me. And then that verse ends. But God is the one you must fear. Isn't that a beautiful thing? But God is the one you must fear. You don't need to fear what people on the chat room are going to think of you. You don't need to fear what your family is going to think of you as you raise your hands with tears in your eyes saying, I surrender. You don't need to fear, man. You don't need to fear what the outcome You don't need to fear as you break off those relationships that's not God-honoring. You don't need to fear... You don't need to fear. The Bible tells us that perfect love will cast out all fear. Walk in the love that Jesus has shown for you. You don't need to fear. Listen, I'm standing with you. I'm standing with you in the throne room of grace. I'm standing with you. Whoever you are right now, I'm standing with you. Let's go to the Father and let's receive grace. Let's receive grace. We don't need to fear. We don't need to fear the world. We don't need to fear our temptations tomorrow. Let's love Him today. Let's receive His forgiveness and grace today if our religion is based on man-made days and programs and rituals and not based on relationship where you are constantly looking into the eyes of Jesus and he's constantly guiding you into a deeper intimacy you need to recommit your life to Jesus today. Why? Because he's the only one that you must fear. He's the only one you must have this intimate relationship with and not with anything in this world. My prayer is that we will be violent to fight against religiosity violent in our prayers violent in our worship violent in fighting temptation violent in standing up for Jesus not violence in the way the world looks at violence violent in the way we show love in the way we live with the love that we've received proving to be the disciples of Jesus the Bible says that the violent take the kingdom by force we've got to fight every temptation this is a fight this is a supernatural spiritual fight to fight against religiosity and to embrace a relationship with Jesus I've been praying for you I've been praying that God will speak to you I'm going to pray for you now and man I don't know how this is going to work but I want to anoint those of you that are ready to make this commitment today Um, the Bible says if anyone will come to me I will not turn them away anyone would come to me I will not turn them away whoever you are wherever you are I want to read this verse it's not going to be up on the screen this has really been reverberating you know I said God's word will speak to you and it's kind of like a stethoscope on your back and then you begin to speak in the rhythms of heaven and I really hope it speaks to you I really hope this is doing something in your heart right now uh, doing something eternal it says let the wicked change their ways and banish the very thought of doing wrong this is Isaiah chapter 55 verse 7 let the wicked change their ways and banish the very thought of doing wrong Let them turn to the Lord. That's a word for repentance. Let them turn to the Lord that He may have mercy on them. Yes, turn to our God for He will forgive generously. He will freely pardon. He will abundantly pardon. Are you ready? Are you ready to turn to the Lord? To forsake your ways, to forsake your thoughts, to banish them out of your head, to purge them out of your head. God will help you do that this morning. He will help you. He will make you a new creation. He'll once again baptize you in His beautiful presence and fill you with His Holy Spirit so that wherever you go, you'll have the fountain of living water coming out of your life as you receive His love and you'll be able to dish out His love into this world. That's all the time we have for today, but we would like to hear from you. Our address is P.O. Box 2014 Eagle, Idaho 83616. You can also listen to this message and more on the Living Church Boise app, available in your app store.